Hello everyone, my name is Truby. And I'm Vanessa, and welcome to No Filters, No Fears Podcast. There we go, we got it. <laughs> no bad, no bad. After eight weeks without doing it, how do we do, I'm, guys? You gotta give us a thumbs up, let us know, a little, a little encouragement, please. A little love, a little love. Yep, and so today's Elefante is a... I don't know. I forgot what's the level. A three. It's a oh. level. <laughs> what, what level is it? It's the level three elephant, which actually I I think we chose all right doing a level three. I don't see how anybody could particularly be significantly triggered by our topic today, which is autonomy. I mean, people can be, you know, some people. With this, a three is relatively good. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not like that bad. But it's it's a it's a tough one though. So a three is a, I mean not too tough, but it's okay, I guess. I don't know. We just <laughs> we'll find out now. <laughs> and of course, we cannot begin an episode without a definition. And I do have one because you know there's always a definition for everything. So but of go. course, in its simplest sense, autonomy is a is about a person's ability to act on his or her own values and interests. Taken from ancient Greek. The word means self-legislation or self-governance. In order to do these things, the autonomous person must have the sense of self-worth and self-respect. That was one of them. Because I found a couple. It was weird. I actually really, I really like, can you pop that back up on the screen for a second? Here you go. I love the last part of it. Must Uh, have a sense of self-worth and self-respect. And I think that's the most important aspect of anything really i mean this really ties to a bunch of our previous episodes um because it ties to boundaries it ties to communication um just go for it thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) um so i i think it it speaks to a lot of those past episodes because as you go learning how to place those things you really start learning who the hell you are and what you want and what that looks like and how, you know, how and to I, take care of you. Yeah. And it, I feel like it plays uh, also on the boundaries aspect, aspect as well. So it's like these are the boundaries because of X, Y, and Z. So it's, I don't know. I, th- I think this episode is going to be, it's going to be interesting. I hope what? you all give your two cents. We want to hear. Yes, please. What is your, um, what's your take on autonomy? What is autonomy for you? <laughs> it's funny because everybody that knows me knows I don't like people telling me what to do, when to do it. I do what I want. Basically, so to me, it's just that me doing what I want when I want, how I please, whom I please, it doesn't matter, just me. Like my <laughs> How, who, what, when? No, I hear you. My decision, you know, obviously not disrespecting anybody, not crossing anybody's boundaries, but still doing my own shit without having to go through somebody like they own me of some sort. That gets on my nerve. That pisses me off. I know this. I know this of you. But I also like, I also really recognize that you're very also considerate, right? So there's like this fine line when you're, I feel, and I could be totally wrong. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sibs. I'm just going to use siblings from now on. Hashtag, we're not therapists. (laughs) So this is my opinion. All right. So I really feel that there's this fine line when you start to find what autonomy means to you, where you become a bit of a dick for a second. Right? Or at least you... No, not you. I'm talking about myself too. Where it's like no, you, it, or you at least come off as a bit of a, a of a pain in the ass because you're finding what that is for you and how to assert your boundaries or your needs, um, and and you want to be as considerate as possible, especially of the people that are constants in your life and that are meaningful to you. But you also want to do you. <laughs> And have that respected and appreciated, right? But sometimes we don't, like, share that very well. And we hurt people. 
and we hurt people's feelings and either you have the two extremes of like the person that's like okay they're finding their way and they're patient with you and they tell you hey this hurts and then you learn how to gauge based on that or you have the other ones where it's like you you suck bye and then you feel crappy that and you having to you know assert your boundary and 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 do what you feel is right for you and feel autonomous and feel that uh, sense of doing what feels right for you, that you are somehow letting people that you care about and that means something to you down. Right. And that also like when you are able to, you know, choose your own things that you want to do, it creates some form of motivation and like, you know, you start, you start feeling better. Like, you know, cause this does deal with mental health as well. You know, when you're not able, next level style. <laughs> when you're not able to choose for yourself, and you have other people making decisions for yourself, like when you're in a relationship with someone, and you live together, and they, for example, handle all the money all the time, and you have no say in what you could use it on, or exact, you know, etc. That, that becomes a problem, obviously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just I feel like so many. So much of those ideas have been like placed and passed down that we sometimes we feel bad to counter it and be different. And so that's when we start, we get agitated or we snap back at people when we start to want to be different or express ourselves differently or try to do things different. A, we're afraid of what reaction it's going to incite in the people around us. B, we're also afraid that it's going to, we're going to get pushback for it, for being ourselves or not be accepted where there comes in shame, right? I'm ashamed for feeling different or feeling bad about wanting to do something that feels right for me. Correct. Yeah. And we never want somebody that we love to feel shamed, right? Because it's not that they're wrong is that what they're doing is causing us not such a great feeling, right? Um, so it's such a funny, funny little thing, autonomy. I, but it's, and then there's different types of autonomy, right? Right. There's like the very big one right now. Yeah, there's behavioral, there's moral, political, but there's a really big one. Yeah, and you know, when it comes to politics, I do this. Know yourself and, oh, my mama doesn't say it. <laughs> Know yourself and be authentic, but be flexible and don't demand of others to agree or accept who you choose to be. Don't demand it. Just don't have to be in my life. <laughs> right? But, you know, you do have to be flexible. There's degrees of how much you choose to connect with someone and how much of they, of you they can accept. So I agree to be your authentic self. Um, but the one that's really big right now is bodily bodily autonomy. Elaborate. Right. Um, <laughs> elaborate. Bodily autonomy is coming up really big, specifically when in child rearing, right? Oh Which yeah. it comes into like uh, consent. And remember, that was our longest episode to date. Two hours talking about consent. But body, right. bodily autonomy and consent is about, and they, they it's becoming big in like child rearing years, but also in adulthood, relearning what that means, taking ownership of your own body. Uh, and this is a lot for women, right? Because so many decisions are made by everybody outside of your own body for you when you're a woman, right? Um, politicians making decisions about what you can and cannot do about your body, right? Um, taxes being placed on period products like, que pasa, USA? Um, so bodily autonomy, especially in child rearing years, what they're referring to is like letting a child know that this is your body and you take care of yourself and you have a right to say no, and you don't need to let anybody touch you or like do things to you that you don't want to be done. Um, and that moves on, of course, in years that it is your body. And if you don't want to take a picture, if you don't want to do this, you know, yeah, I was going to bring that about the child because we yeah. learned that as well when we are kids, you know. But it happened to the both. Well, I don't know about you, but I know it happened to me where I couldn't do, like, I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear. And I feel like if a child has um, 
a a you know conscious choice and they're like i don't want to wear this and you know they're able to verbalize what they want to wear listen to them absolutely you know, teach them since they're young that they can make choices but now if you take that away from them now they're going to grow up right. with that you know that and they it, can't like, and it's kind of like finding the the happy medium between it's not telling them it's guiding them right so that's a lot of like the rhetoric that you hear, it's guiding to be, if you see that it's something potentially harmful to the child, guide them in the direction of, but allowing them, teaching them how to make the choice for themselves. And that, letting them as to why too. Yeah. But like, I, I don't remember, <clears throat> I mean, my mom would let me walk out in her high heels. Okay. I was a baby, a little one. My feet were obviously too tiny for the big shoe. And my mom would let me choose my outfit and wear her heels. And everybody was like, I know that I'll pay. My mom was like, no, this is what you wanted to wear. So my mom would let me very much be crazy pants. And I, I grew up into it. I still do that, <laughs> you know. But, you know, the, 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 the things that were like, no, you can't do this was like, and it was more of like, let's wait, let's push. And then it was like, Mina, a, a, a chapstick versus like, I want to wear makeup. And I was 10. Right. You know, okay, yeah, you can play with the makeup and start practicing for when you are older to like wear it to go out, you know, um, here at home. And I would have my like play makeup. But of course, she wasn't a fan of me wearing makeup in la calle con diez años, like full face. Um, also, like the, the things that made sense to me, even like now as an adult, like no, at you're not going to have a cell phone. You, like you can use my cell phone or whatever. Now it, it's very different times. Now you need a cell phone because you got to call mom and dad, but then it's like monitor. What are you looking on on that cell phone? Right. Yeah. My sister does that. She monitors everything that they do. She's able to see it. But my thing is that I often, we don't hear the parents say, Oh, um, don't do it because I tell you so, you know, instead of saying why they're not letting them do such actions. And I think that's where most people, yeah. you know, go wrong or like, whatever you want to call it, because they're not stating the reason why. So the kid is never going to learn why. Just mommy no quería, papi no quería. And, you know, I think that that should change, obviously, if it has right. I mean, I feel like that mean, there's stages of what autonomy means to us, right? Just like right. everything else we've discussed, a lot of us don't learn what healthy boundaries are or look like until we get older right. until we've had certain experiences and so like we talked about attachment styles and what that what that looks like and where that starts that starts in your childhood but so much of that also has to do with what you what autonomy looks like for you what your boundaries look like for you what communication and transparency look like for you right um what um like if it, those feelings of of abandonment or of like all of those things come into play of you making decisions of like banking your choices for you and and like this is what feels right for me and um governing yourself making your own decisions where you consider other people and you take them into account and you include them in the discussion depending on what it is but depending on what it is, sometimes you feel like you have to base your decisions for everyone else. And that's where that funny line comes in. Yeah. Like I always say, I'm a recovering people pleaser because I felt that I had to make decisions and always sacrifice just for the sake of maintaining the peace for everyone else. Right. And sacrificing something that I potentially really wanted. I mean, sometimes even though if you voice it, the other person might be like, oh, no, whatever you want to do. And then it's like. Uh, <laughs> then I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm asking the group so then we could do, you know, process of elimination. So then we could go further. I have a question. Were you when you were researching this, did you find something like weird like online about autonomy? This is off topic, but it's extreme. I, I mean, I've it led me down many interesting paths, <laughs> which, which I, I'll get to. But I'm curious to know what you're talking about. 
so like I went to I was searching right and all of a sudden I see something saying autonomy is not the freedom we need it was like a Christian based like oh child of course you won't see that on a Christian page <laughs> like and it says American culture has fetishized autonomy as a moral good that the once benefit beneficial idea taken to excess is now harming individuals and, and threatens to tear apart the fabric of society itself. Devotee of radical autonomy as certain individuals can can define the relationship they have with others on their own terms. Apparently they find this wrong. Do you, my, my my face the entire time you were reading that was this R granted we have to ag acknowledge and understand that so many of us have the issues that we have with knowing what our healthy boundaries are and asserting what they are and figuring out what autonomy looks like for each of us because we are consistently told mm -hmm. that it needs to look a specific way to serve the norm. Exactly. Right? And here's the thing. We are part of a community. We're part of a society. So, like, we kind of all need to work with each other's drugs, right? Collective mm -hmm. consciousness and all that. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we all need to be cookie cutters of one another and that one thing is right versus the other. Obviously, right or wrong, right versus wrong, no. Murder is never right. Right right there's always going to be a wrong aspect to it like but uh but to say that somebody can't choose for themselves <laughs> what is done with their body or who they choose how they choose to live their life mm -hmm. that's rough because so what's better let's let's control the shit out of you well basically because that's what it is it's control yeah. I don't know. When I read that, I was like, what are you brainwashing people? I feel like that was a brainwash. I'm sorry. It made my brain say what the fuck is wrong with this article. I do agree. Like this whole idea that, and I'm, you know, both of us, this is both of us rules. We don't like them, <laughs> but the two appoint parameters are important. Right. Par parameters are important in a society, right? Uh, a, a, Parameters are important to stay alive. Parameters are important for a lot of things. But, like, hard rules on individual choice. Yeah. And having, no, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't. I don't either. I not from religious entities and sure as shit, not from governmental entities. That one you already don't have an issue with. So, yeah, definitely not governmental ones either. Um, about this talk talk to us what does guys... what does autonomy mean to you guys like what makes you feel like an autonomous individual like we've talked about uh bodily autonomy and all, all those kinds of things but what when you think autonomy what does it mean to you um Ooh. How how, about do you, you feel you're more autonomous oh then you go first no, I was going to say, like, do you feel you're more autonomous now than you have been in previous years? Like, have you found your way of asserting it without, like... See, when I was younger, I would still do as I please, even with all the consequences that would come afterwards, because other people were still trying to control. I didn't care. I was a very ruthless person. I didn't care. I still did it without nobody's, like, thinking of how they felt about it. And then, you know getting into a relationship and then letting them control it. I still did whatever the hell I wanted. And yet it was like all these consequences that made it really difficult. But I just didn't think there was anything wrong with what I was doing. Controlling someone and, you know, trying to control their every aspect of their lives because of your own sake, because you want to. It's, it's not even your own sake. It says a lot about that other person's insecurities. Exactly. So, or their, or, and, 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 okay, here's the bus. Here's Vanessa again, <laughs> right? I, you find yourself unintentionally, pe like, piercing people's boundaries or 
um, like imposing things, right? That can feel like you're stripping them of their choice or how they want to do something or their, their space, right? And you do it not even knowing because it gets done to you. And then the vicious cycle continues, right? So when we start learning what boundaries really look like and how to respect those boundaries without taking it personally, right? And communicating them without being hurtful and so considerate of those around you and, and, and knowing, you know, that your actions have repercussions. Right. It's, no, it is a balancing act and you're going to fuck up a lot. <laughs> now, as an adult, you know, I care for all those things, you know, I, I mention it, bring it up, you know, and, you know, hopefully the other person's listening. So, yeah. How about you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? I now, feel did like... You know? Did you know? Did you? How, how about you? Oh, did I know? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean... The, the magic of healthy boundaries and I, I'm sure, like, well, you follow me. I don't know who else follows me on the Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> in, in the last couple of years, I discovered the magic of dating yourself mm-hmm. because I have some very strong, autonomous people in my life who I did not flipping understand (laughs) and if you take it as a personal like they don't want to be around me they don't care about me and then you really have to assess why do I feel that way why does it affect me that way when they are showing me in so many other ways that they really do care right they're just asking for this one thing and it and um and also, like, that the decisions do include you, but they're entitled to make decisions for themselves on other things. And that not everything has to be, you know? Um, again, balance. Everything is a balance. So I discovered the beauty of dating myself. <laughs> and I discovered the beauty of being with myself, um, which was a big thing for me because I really like being around people. I'm a people person. We know this. This is where you and I... <laughs> but I it has become very important to me because it also allowed space for me to break habits that have not served me up to now right personal habits and have and be able to process what those things mean and look like to other people and understand them better so that way if if they mean so much to me that I want to keep them in my life, that I try to meet them where they're at, not where I need them to be. Exactly. Preaching. Preaching. And if the, and I mean, if the need, because the need for them to be where I'm at is more than meeting them where they're at, then that's another story and we need to assess. And maybe I love you so much. Yeah. Goodbye. You know what I mean? But for me <laughs> up to now, meeting a person where they're at and like trying to understand them has, has outweighed that because you recognize that your need is born out of kind of like a fear of losing. And we're that kind of fear of losing is kind of instilled in us from little as well, because you know, you, you fear of, and it's understandable. We fear you losing important connections because they're meaningful to us. Again, but if, yeah, but if it's like reciprocal and and people are both doing their best on I, on either side and allowing themselves those freedom, nobody wants to be kept in a damn cage. Not a child, not a partner, not a not a family member. Everybody wants to feel free to experience and 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 live their lives and know that they're gonna have the people that they care about around them. You know, and in varying degrees. Because like my mom said before, accept or choose what others can, you know, are willing to take or not. Hi, Jason Campos. <laughs> um, boils down to losing something you have or not getting what you want. The fear is real. Yeah. yeah that's true. I, we've talked about that before, right? When we talked about like forgiveness or whatever, it's like, I can forgive you, but I don't have to be near you. Right. Yeah, to reconnect. Correct. Yeah. 
it's always specific to the relationship and to the circumstance how these things pan out but autonomy is a very personal it starts as a very personal choice and and it radiates you know what i mean as to right. and how you connect with people our spirit animal who's our spirit animal <laughs> oh Renee brown Renee brown um says this story in her special where she's like this guy that came up to her and he's like i'm gonna try vulnerability by myself first I'm gonna try it first alone, and then I'm gonna try it with other people. Eso no funciona, así, papá. Like that's not how that goes. It's you have it, vulnerability only works when it's shared, right? right? Again, varying degrees because you want to build the comfortability, but you have to show up. Let yourself be seen. Deja de querer. Let yourself be loved. Um, if that if you're really looking for connection, you can't connect without having some level of vulnerability and the same thing goes for autonomy it takes a shit ton of vulnerability allowing yourself to be seen for who you are what you are what you want and what you need so that people can learn to respect that or not so that you can both make informed decisions about how you want to proceed right you have to voice it if you don't voice it then you know that's the first step voicing it just to see what you guys could get and then it goes from there you know what's another autonomous uh, environment that we we're not forgetting to mention, but we're gonna mention it now. Work, <laughs> work, guys. work. Oh yeah, work. I hate people that micromanage in work offices. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? I feel like if the individual in their whatever job it is, if they're able to, obviously depending on the job, if they're able to do the task on their own way and how to get it done and accomplish it their own way you know the workflow will be um you know everybody will be happier everybody will be you know more I, less stress yeah i feel like okay everybody went through the training that you know the, the basics you know the protocol you know the thing but if you're able to accomplish in a way that is efficient for you an efficient period like you're not right. costing anybody any money not hurting anybody like, just get it done. The people that are, like, on your shoulder, you have to do it like this. You have to do it. And that, you know, that's not even workplace autonomy. That's, like, household autonomy. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you don't watch that like that. But, yeah, that's how I watch it. You oh know? God. You know, my mom used to say that. I'm like, lávalo tú entonces. If you want it, what done? Oh, no, right. see, I liked having teeth. <laughs> I was going to get smacked, but. <laughs> see? I didn't get smacked. No, but the thing is that if you're telling me to do something, let me do it the way that I know, and I'm still going to accomplish the same thing. It just is being done a different way. Right. Micromanaging in general, anything, everything is an absolute headache. Like, But it's deflating. Knows. It's deflating to yeah. the person, and it, it quita la motivación. Like, you don't right. have the motivation to do it then period, or you're doing it with half-assed. And a person in a work environment, working half-assed, they did studies. They've done shit tons of studies. I don't know what the study is now, but I remember a time when the happiest employees in the world were the people that worked at Google, right? Yep. They were really happy because they, they had all these special benefits at work and they got massages and this, but they also got to exercise their thing the way that they wanted, you know? I don't know how it's changed. Maybe Google now is like the devil, but <laughs> but um, it definitely makes a difference. And when you have a leader who's a true leader, right? Not saying do what I say, but like like they're working with you. They're in the trenches yeah. with you. That speaks a lot. Like I've had some really great managers and supervisors that didn't micromanage. But I also, I learned... Um, the power of how about of do and I, I I forget to say it like this all the time because I'm I'm a bit of a hothead at times so it's like why don't we try doing it like this right why you see them doing it and you know that it could be so much easier another way but instead of saying no that's wrong do it like this and I catch myself talking like I tell you that to my mom sometimes and I just see her carita get sad pants you know like I do this to people and I don't mean to. Right. Trying to work on the rewording to be, hey, have you tried it like this? What if we tried it like this? Such an exciting idea. 
What right. if you tried it a different way? You're not knocking the person for their effort. You know, and it may still get accomplished the way that you want to approach it. It's hard for me to remember because I'm intense sometimes. What does this say? What, would you like to read this next one? Um, Jason says, yep, that's my work. Can't confirm it's badass. Let me manage my time and control my schedule and we'll give you yet the, yet the quality time. Absolutely. A happy employee is a productive ass employee. Yeah. And make your own schedule. <sighs> As long as I'm doing my work, that's all that matters. But obviously not everybody has the luxury of having, you know, your own schedule or do the work your own way. I get that. But hopefully yeah. that job is, you know, giving you something else because fudge. I mm -mm. Mm -mm. Micromanaging is not a thing that I like. I'm like, you want to do it? Do you want to see is, What is something? Um, oh, mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, mm. that is important to you like a decision that's really important to you that if someone were to try to inhibit or impose would be a deal breaker would be like a would be like a personal hurt I was gonna say what I want to do with my free time oh that that that's important yeah and I say free time for whatever that is at this point in my life but i don't know that's a tricky one or maybe how i spend my money because that's always been anything that will always been withheld from me you know so now that i am an adult and make my own decisions adulting <laughs> no i don't know those those that's a tough question but maybe the the time wise whatever i want to do with my whatever time i have yeah that would be like what oh it's your day off you can't go do that and i'm like why and who are you and who are you that would literally make me question the person what about you mm -hmm. um you thought of it now you need to answer it yeah i forgot that there's a second part to this side yeah. i mean before i never really thought about it honestly the whole concept and this is going to sound really stupid, maybe, but it's very true. This is me being vulnerable, guys. See me. The concept of autonomy and all of that is relatively new to me. I've always, like, I've been independent. I've been like this, but the of true autonomy without harm, like, without harming others' feelings and things like that, but being true to yourself and what your wants are is still new territory for me and I still make a lot of mistakes and I still sometimes um, make myself small or sacrifice something I don't necessarily wish to sacrifice and shouldn't have to for the sake of you know serving my people pleaser mentality and keeping peace or keeping you know when it should it maybe shouldn't affect the peace right it can be a, a conversation but Autonomy is relatively new to me, and I would have to say that that, what I do with my free time, is a very big one. I don't know that it's a deal breaker, like I was saying, but it's definitely a big one. And it's one that I've learned from how important it is to others, and then trying to adopt it to understand it, and then recognizing how important it really is. Because then you're able to get, the same way that happy employee does like quality work right. a person able to have time with themselves and choose where they place their time when they get to you or to that thing are able to give the better part of themselves because they they were able to give their time the way they wanted um right instead of being forced Right. And it sometimes it's not even forced. You know what I mean? Oh, you didn't even think of it as an option. But when it does feel forced, it, it's it's difficult because, you know, because it places a strain and it makes you feel it makes you act nasty. It makes you respond nasty. It makes the other person not respond so great because they think that they're a burden and that's not the case. It's just allocation of time is always difficult right um then, yeah but again communication communicate yeah. this hey i don't feel like i should be 
you know, with my time, I don't want to do this today, you know, and yeah. I don't know. But I, I, damn, that was, why did I ask such a difficult question that I can't even freaking answer? I guess time and just meaningful to me that, you know what? Yeah, it, it it's also about care for me, the autonomy of like, of caring for who I care for and how I care for them, whoever I, that may be, like mm -hmm. without feeling judged or told, no, like it should be like this or it has to be like that because they are your best friend or they are your boyfriend or they are your whatever. It has to be, that's really difficult mm -hmm. because I love how I love and and I love the people that I love completely. And every connection is different. So that's also a very difficult one. Yeah. See, I knew, I, I didn't know what the name You made it more difficult coming back because you're looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know the name of it. You know, like, we, we always know what, the action of it, but I never knew the name of autonomy. Now that I know, you know, I always knew that since I was... You know, I actually like if I were to think of like put a picture next to this word, <laughs> I would totally put a picture of Chuby next to the word autonomy. This is who I've always known you to be. It's funny because when I was like five or whatever, my mom would put my hair like in a ponytail, and I had really short curly hair, and I would just like take it out and just let my hair out. Yeah, it still applies. It's okay it's still to this day. No, but it's like I don't know. I don't feel like you a, a person should care what the other person is doing as long as they're 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 alive they're happy and they're good why do you care about controlling their every move right. i you mean know? okay so now this brings us to a, another territory right so we've talked about bodily we mm -hmm. talked about all the things but it brings you now to and we know to those true blue no filters no fear fam what vanessa and chuby's definition of relationships are <laughs> Okay, but just for the newbies, because Jason is now watching and he's new to the fam, wow. relationship doesn't necessarily mean a romantic relationship. Relationships, everything, every connection to another living being is a relationship. You have a relationship with your parents, you have a relationship with your besties, you have a relationship with your dog, right? So every relationship is a relationship. But mm -hmm. if you are talking about romantic relationships, right? Mm -hmm. This is where society has kind of taught us that autonomy goes out the window. Or it makes you feel like your autonomy has to go out the window in order to be a good partner, in order to be. And I feel like, yes, things shift. It's always a shift. It's always a change. But I feel like as individuals, you have to respect and honor each other's autonomy for the relationship to continually work and grow. Right. Because we're not stagnant beings. We evolve, we grow, we learn new things. We have other connections outside from the romantic one. Or if you have multiple romantic connections, you learn things from those that make you grow as a person. You know what I mean? So what do you think about autonomy when in a romantic aspect? I, well, oh, yeah, deep now. <laughs> I always... My thought to this is you could be together, but still be two individuals in a relationship. Have your autonomy. A thousand and five percent. We live together, whatever. Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my best friend and I'll talk to you and see you later. I'll text you when I'm on my way home. Let me have my own time. You know, instead of being I stuck like chicle and I can't go anywhere because I'm you're here, just you know, unless it's you know, just talk. Unless it's mutual, because there's people that really, really enjoy that, and there's times where I really right. enjoy that. Right. I want to be a chicle, and then there's other times I don't necessarily want to be a chicle. Right. I mean, I, I get it. Some people have the same schedule, and it's like, oh, I haven't seen you this two weeks. Can we spend some time together? Again, it comes down to communication. How you want to you know spend your time with that person so right. yes i believe that you could be two individuals in a relationship and still 
do your own thing as long as you communicate what you want to do what's going on or whatever but not be stuck like cheaply because that just gets unless you want to that's perfectly fine right i agree I, a lot of people like when i was married a lot of people had an opinion I'm trying to be real politically correct. And I just remember we're no filters, no fear. A lot of people took issue <laughs> with the fact that my husband and I weren't always together. And for a while, we really were. We really were. We were like inseparable morning, afternoon, and night. I was a lot younger, significantly younger than him. And, and, and it's what I knew. It's what I liked. And it's, you know, that new relationship energy, chicle, chicle, chicle. And it's beautiful and delicious. And little by little, you start to, to like, recognize, like, oh, but I missed this. But... And we recognize that maybe it wasn't the healthiest way to be. We recognize this, w each other talking. And it shifted where it was like, you know, I, we deserve time doing our own thing. And sharing our things is really nice and it's always available. Like, I wasn't going to be like, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, come hang out with our friends. <laughs> like, I want to, or like, we hang out. But it was really nice to, like, let him do his thing. I do my thing. <laughs> and people would be like, oh, hey, but we're so-and-so. And it's nice. I like when people ask about, you know, my partner. I'm like, oh, they're doing fine or whatever. But it was, like, such an, like, what? What do you mean they're doing this while you're doing this and I'm like be be because they had a thing and sometimes if it's really meaningful to me and you don't want to come to me yeah I'm gonna get butt hurt I am <laughs> like if it's my opening night I want you to be on my opening night right. but if it's like it just so happens to be the one night that I don't freaking know what's that what's that what's that band that you really love Breaking, Breaking Benjamin Benj Breaking Benjamin is in town and it is the only night, you know, that they're going to be in town and you can actually make it. I'm going to be like, Chuby, don't come to my opening night. I get it. Go check out your, your band. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's moments. There's moments. You like, like, there's, <laughs> there's situations where it's like you, you kind of understand why someone makes certain choices or like not to take shit personal, but like. I don't know why it's so far-fetched for people to think that couples can do shit apart. <laughs> and you know what I like about that? You being apart, but like, oh my God, he's away. Let's say a trip. Oh my God, I can't wait for you to get home so you can share everything with me, like what you did, what you yeah. saw. That's the most exciting part to me. I feel like let, let them do their And thing. those moments that you do share are also just so great. Right. You know, they're coming back to you, so... Why are you going to be like, oh, so why are they doing things alone? Or you can't go on a trip or something. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I, feel, I find that beautiful that they could go away for a couple of like two, three days, come back to you and share their story, their experience through their eyes and know that they came to you for that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, and also, as, but this also, right? Like everything, I really, to my core, believe not. The majority of things in life, if not everything, is not absolutely black and white. The most beautiful things in life exist in the gray, right? And that being said, devil's advocate, yes, those moments are beautiful. I live for that shit of like, you went on this trip or you had this experience with whoever and like now we get to talk about it, but then we get to have our own experience that you get to share with us. You know what I'm saying? That's lovely. But there are times, right? where it does hurt because you're missing you you want to be able to share certain things so like there's that again balance between like the consistency of shared moments and the consistency of unshared verbally shared moments right, right. so finding the balance between those two things because you don't want to hinder the other person from living their life and the experience with someone else will inevitably dif be different from the experience that they have with you and you can go to the same place with the same person and have completely different experiences. Exactly. And, people don't know and it will be difficult to process, for the other person to process and accept that, right? Because you want them to have a wonderful, magical moment with you. And nobody said it wasn't beautiful and magical. <laughs> right, it was just right, right. different. And sometimes those things are really difficult to process. Guilty, guilty, guilty. But it's, it's, 
important to have those different kinds of experiences totally. because it, it makes you come back to your connections, you know, friends, family, whatever, with a multitude of experiences. It makes you a well-rounded person, right? So that's that. <laughs> I do have quotey quotes. Well, we're already getting into the deep, deep. So share some quotey quotes exactly. Like the deep, deep. Actually, I just found one that I want to share. It's funny because th these quote, this one quotey quote is about um, abuse. And, and I, it just, it just general. It says abuse in general, trauma and abuse. And a lot of us, a lot of we talked about boundaries, communication, attachment styles. All of these things really inform how we um, exercise our autonomy, how we express ourselves, how we feel, what we feel we deserve. What did you say in your definition? Self worth, right? Yeah. Um, if you're feeling crappy about yourself, you're not going to feel that you deserve to assert your need and your want and like there's the fee the fear of being coming off as needy or right. or demanding having needs does not make anyone needy that shit of needy and clingy i wish was not a word in our society because it makes people that feel that way that feel a need feel like shit yeah and it and shameful and, and, and nobody needs to feel that way. If you have a need that's misaligned with the other person, that's one thing. It might be too much for that person to handle, but it is your genuine, authentic need. And you're in all your right to express it. Right? Um, so the fact that we've made people believe that if you get to a point where you're expressing your need too much, that you're needy or clingy, replace it with, I'm not ready to fulfill said need because right. it's you can, that can't take but that person that's the, very much their need you know what I mean and also understand that that need may not be met by that person um not because they may not want to just because it's 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 not where they're at but like abuse and trauma and these things really do affect what we believe that we need and want and how we assert that or go about getting it and govern ourselves our, our autonomy So abuse rips away your ability. Oh hi! Abuse rips away your ability to make decisions for yourself that are in alignment with your values, needs, and desires. It teaches you that your consent and autonomy don't matter if they even get to exist at all. Autonomy is the ability to make up, to take up space and make decisions regarding yourself and your body. Consent is giving permission or approval for something to happen. Healing is reclaiming your right to say yes and no. Healing is reclaiming your right to feel safe within your body. Um, this might be more related to like bodily autonomy or like if you've been sexually abused. But in general, any kind of consent for what like what you what people can count on you for or not count on you for like don't invite me to something that I didn't even know I was going to. You know what I'm saying? I had, um, oh my gosh, in high school, I had this friend que tenía the bad habit of just saying, oh yeah, we'll all be there for like our group of friends. We'll be there. I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> to, I'm like, I, I have to ask permission from my, my mom. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> had the bad habit of always signing us up for shit at school. Without even asking. Without talking to any of us not cool <laughs> no you don't do that not cool but it but it definitely talks to body and in healing and then i got my other quote quotes i actually don't have a brene brown quote how dare you no the disrespect i will find one and it will be one of our posts in the week but here are the other quote quotes autonomy the crazy idea that you get to choose what you want with your life by anonymous. It's not really a quote unquote. It's a sarcastic definition because it really, 
in our in this day and age it seems like such a far-fetched notion people really look at you like you have 20 heads for wanting to make your own life choices right but that's the see i always have a problem with that i'm like do we still have do we still make our choices to this day like it's, it's bigger than just ourselves like it is, it is bigger than just but i think if you're a conscientious adult you you recognize how if you are not hurting yourself or anyone else around you right like r real hurt then why is you making your choice for how you want to live your life i want to drink coca-cola every day of my life not the best for you <laughs> you know but it's your choice it's your choice. And that's the really, that's a very superficial caca example, but it is the chosen example. You know, um, it is your choice and you're not hurting anybody but yourself in that. But it's your body to buck up like you want. Now, when you are drinking and driving, it's also your choice to get in a car and drive yourself into a pole, but you're also potentially putting other people at risk. Definitely. Not cool not cool not safe and not in my opinion definition of autonomy no that no no that's for lack of a better word coma mierderia <laughs> be reckless nope <laughs> you know so i feel like you really need to sit down and figure out what autonomy is don't assume like i can do what i want and like go do something really stupid right. i'm sorry that's not nice go do something not conducive to health or life like if you're gonna die or somebody's gonna die potentially that's not the moment to exercise your autonomy that's just you acting a fool right and if you exercising your autonomy also um means that you have to be disrespectful to someone or like unnecessarily hurt someone's feelings like if it's something that really like it's gonna affect you like can we talk about this because i feel like this is something I really need. I mean, but if you're intentionally hurting someone's feeling and getting nasty with them and snapping back and giving them attitude when they're just trying to understand and share with you their vulnerabilities or insecurities or care regarding the matter, it doesn't take away from your autonomy to have a conversation. Communication. It doesn't take away from your autonomy to be cognizant that your action may be causing hurt in someone else. You don't have to fix it for them because that's not your job, but you do have to like be present. Like I get it, but like this is meaningful to me too. Um, autonomy is different from independence. It means acting with choice by Daniel Pink. Um, what do you interpret from that one? Different from independence, acting with choice. I don't you act with choice when you're independent, like. No, because you no not. Mm, independent. That's I. It confused me. Did anybody else take something else from that guy? Like anybody out there in the world? Maybe we should have read the definition for independence. <laughs> Right, because when you're independent, you're able to do choices on your own terms. Well, ready? Okay, because if we apply it to the whole kid scenario, a kid, but then even so, I've heard people say, oh, no, he's very independent. He likes to tie his shoes or whatever the case may be. And he has autonomy on his own if he wants to do it because if you're he some children are independent are dependent because certain things need to be done for them we're trying to figure they, out what this quote means we're like, hmm. but they still have the ability to make a choice on their autonomous when they want to pick grapes or apples but they're still dependent because they're still being taken care of so in that scenario you see I don't know. It's okay. Not... All right. And I'm still like, why did I choose that quote? I don't know anymore. It takes nothing to join the crowd. It takes everything to stand alone. Hans F. Hansen. Um, yeah. We all want to belong in some capacity. It's human nature to want to be a part of something. Right? Okay. That's why we have placed so much important on importance 
on identifiers, right? And I totally understand and respect and appreciate the value of many identifiers, right? LGBTQ, uh, monogamous versus non-monogamous, Republican versus Democrat, all of these identifiers, Right. right? But what it boils down to is wanting to belong, wanting to know that you found people that think like you, feel like you, and can understand where you're coming from. But also understanding that you could fit into 50,000 of those identifiers, and then it just becomes a bunch of words that drive you crazy. Right. Because sometimes it's really nice to find an identifier, right, that you connect with, that like, oh, that resonates with me, right? You you understand this. You understand this. So... It's great to find that identifier, but when that identifier becomes everything and then you kind of lose track of what it means in your interpersonal relationships or in your relationship with yourself, right? Those those identifiers that we have in relationships of best friend versus just friend, <laughs> right? That doesn't mean that the just friend might not show up and do a grandiose thing for you. So it's like gray area comes back, but also being able to stand alone without being like, well, because I couldn't belong, fuck everything. Right, no. (laughs) Right? It's, you can stand alone because you are very much an individual. You take, you are a bunch of these identifiers. You're a mix of it, but you're also yourself and you can be with yourself, I feel. What do, what do you interpret that to be? It's funny because um, I wrote a post about community, you know, because everybody wants to belong. Like you said, it's right. It's Everybody wants to feel like they are, you know, somewhere where they belong, where they have a family, where they have a community, you know. And at the same time, you also forget that you could have yourself and be your own home and be your own community. But, you know, it's always nice to belong in the external. um, We all want to, it's it's not just belonging to a group. It's also like a sense of belonging in in certain connections. You want to feel it. And it's perfectly understandable. Like, again, human nature is to connect, is to have that kind of feel of belonging. But finding that balance with like being with yourself and being okay with yourself is really important because... It's this quote in The Little Prince that I really freaking love that I, you know what? I should have read that one. I'm going to mess it up, but we're going to post it. But it's about how, of course, I'm going to hurt you. And, of course, you're going to hurt me. That's, I don't know if it's they say that that's the reality of life or that's the thing of life. You have to experience winter to get the spring. You have to experience the rain for the flowers to grow. The, the idea of utopia and the perfect, flawless experience and relationship is is not is not real and why would you want it you won't be able to ex- to really enjoy the extent of how much you get if you don't know what a bad um i don't know well, like give me an example of something that would be really crappy that could also have a good idea like what a bad relationship is a relationship yeah a bad relationship versus what it feels like to be loved, even though it doesn't, it's not perfect, like, you won't be able to enjoy those beautiful things, those differences in that relationship. Right. Right? And it's not necessarily comparison. It's just knowing the difference. You've learned the difference. Um, and finally, the three things that motivate creative people, and all beings are creative in one way or another, Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Daniel H. Pink. Um, Yeah, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So autonomy, making your choices, mastery, perfecting your, your, your choices, your gifts, your whatever, and purpose, doing your damn thing. It's also like one of those things when mental health is involved that comes up when you have like depression that you don't, you, you don't feel the impetus to do anything like you just yeah nothing nothing has zest for you anymore nothing has joy uh or calls to you refining your purpose is something that 
um, I know that is a tool that is used sometimes to help navigate those 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 feelings. Um, and purpose is very important. And if you don't know what you want to do with yourself and what's meaningful to you and your boundaries and your communication and all of that, how can you understand your purpose? Everything is tied together. <laughs> it does. I like that about the episodes. Everything does tie together. Yeah. But I don't know. At the end of the day, to me, it's just communication. Everything deals with communication, expressing how you're feeling about a certain subject, um, about what is happening. Just communicate. I know it's easier said than done because people have you know, a hard time communicating, you know, anxiety kicks in and X, Y, and Z, and they don't know, you know, they, they always think of all the things that could go wrong. And then we get emotional. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> but I feel like communicating your needs and your wants in a particular scenario, whatever it may be, I don't know, it could get you far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also, in communicating with yourself, I am very much a person that talks to myself. <laughs> you have to have these kind of conversations. Sometimes it's really important, and I firmly believe this. Um, even if you're a person that like tends to like go into yourself to deal, right. to let shit out of your head, have that person that is willing to be a sounding board for you without judgment or anything like that. That you can just like say all the crazy shit that's in your head, and they'll be like. Okay, you feel better. And sometimes they don't even have to give advice. They don't have to say anything forward of back at you of what they heard. It's just you now heard it out loud. You now know what he, sounds logical, what sounds illogical. And you now recognize this is a story I've just been telling myself. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. And what does it mean to me? You have to ask yourself questions. And nobody can answer those things for you but yourself. Right. And that's so much to do with autonomy because then you're able to make choices for yourself that serve you and those around you authentically. Yeah. Humanity can only grow and develop by expressing individual thoughts and listening to others' realities and opinions, especially respecting their differences. Amen, mom. That's my mama. <laughs> Y'all wonder why I'm like this? <laughs> but that's, it, it's true, though. Like, you can't expect somebody to respect yours if you're not respecting theirs. And you don't have to agree. You don't have to see it or say it the exact same way. But um, if they're respecting you and honoring how you choose to express it, right? And as long as in your interpersonal relationship with that person, you have that arrangement, that understanding, and it gets on. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Bueno, six peoples, and we'll see how many others watch the episode after it airs, after it posts. Because we saw, what was it? Consent had like, when we did it live, we had about, you know, like seven or so people, eight people. And then later on, <laughs> a crap ton of people saw it. So let your friends, family, and everybody know to check us out on Spotify and Anchor. And this is going to be going up on YouTube. First video in a while that's going up on YouTube with our face. Yes, with our face. Hey, hey, you know, we came back looking good. So that's all that matters. No. I got hot, so I had to pick up my hair. It's over, y'all. But I hope that this episode actually made you think about do I have you know, autonomy, do I do the things that I want? Like, it made you reflect and really think. To make do you I make do? your choices or do other people make those choices for right, you? Right, right. Simply put, yes. Yeah. So and don't and don't take it as, like, if, a, if someone is proposing an idea, like, if, if the way that they're saying it to you does jar you, trigger you, you can share, hey, like, the way you share that sucks. It makes me feel like controlled, but don't automatically assume that because someone is giving you a suggestion or, um, or offering a different perspective or way of doing something or approach that they're trying to control you. Right. They may have just been there and had a particular experience 
you're still entitled to do whatever the hell you want and have the shitty experience that they warned you about. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, if it's somebody that you know that comes from a place of love and has proven to, like, be there, like, don't automatically assume that they're trying to shit on your parade or trying to control you and steal you from who you've shown them that you are. Because it might not be the case. <laughs> Again, easier said than done, but communication, communication. I think that is true. And be, honest and be honest with yourself first in order to be honest with anybody else. Yeah. And that's, I think that's all I have to say for that. No. Yeah. And we'll be back on Monday. Yes. It's a very important topic. So y'all better show up. Yep. We'll be releasing the um, clue, the commercial with clues on Friday. So keep a look at, we missed you guys. It was so nice to see some of you uh, right in the chat. Our yes. True Blue, Carlitos, Jason, welcome to the No Filters, No Fears family. Mama Bear, thank you. And to our other viewers, whoever you are, we adore you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, yes. I hope that you took something from it. I hope you did. One last thing from, you know. The Mama Bear. <laughs> Share with yes. others. And, perate, and make sure, not my sure, to not be read their uh opinions should be interesting i will what oh you're answering to what we're saying mommy spell check spell check this is this is also where i get all my autocorrect issues from it's okay, i understood i understood thank you stay fearless fam good night when is nachos